Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. I recently had the privilege of being interviewed by the lovely Elizabeth Hay of Penn State SBDC, which stands for Small Business Development Center. We had a little Etsy powwow so I could answer strategic questions to help her clients who are new to navigating their own Etsy shop. It was loads of fun. And it's packed with so much value, so I couldn't wait to share it with you guys here, too. I hope you learn a ton. Before we get into the goods, I have to tell you how awesome the Penn State SBDC is. It's an extension of the university that helps people with free confidential consulting as they strike out to start their own small business. Who knew this kind of thing existed? It's absolutely wonderful. While Elizabeth's team can only work with people in the state of Pennsylvania, there are other SBDCs local to you, and I encourage you to reach out for support if you need it as you launch out in business for yourself. And you're welcome to follow their amazing Facebook page, which I will put in the show notes, and you can watch their weekly power-packed free training sessions. So let's get into it. This podcast is brought to you by my very own website howtosellyourstuff.com, where I have created lots of free and paid tools to help you be successful with your new Etsy shop. As I've developed this business, I've really focused on thinking back to my early days of trying to figure Etsy out, and I brainstormed a list of the things that would have helped me make more sales earlier. And everything I'm creating over there is expressly to make sure that you can get there faster than I did. Two of my courses, Listings That Sell, and customer service templates are perfect resources for that fledgling Etsy seller. Listings that sell will teach you how to position your products for sales by setting up your listings with the best photos, keywords, and branding to attract your perfect customer. I'm showing you how research is your secret weapon for getting your product seen and sold, and I'm giving you my step-by-step process for how I personally research as a strategy in my own shop. Customer service is way more critical to sales than most shop owners realize. So in my mini e-course, Customer Service Templates, I'm teaching you my exact customer service strategy and providing you with templates of my specific wording for over 20 different customer service scenarios, including some of the hardest ones. You don't have to go figure out what to say and how to say it. I've already done that for you. One of the main keys to being a successful business owner is working harder on yourself than anything else. So go grab these courses and get yourself on the fast track to your Etsy shop goals. I can't wait to watch you do it. Good afternoon and welcome to Quick Connect. We are going to get started in just a moment. We have a 
excellent guest speaker today, Lizzie Smiley from the How to Sell Your Stuff podcast. And we're going to be chatting about selling on Etsy. Um, before we begin with our podcast, I'm going to take a moment just to tell you a little bit about the SBDCs. Um, today, you're joining us as a part of a Penn State SBDC outreach program. We try to bring information on Quick Connect to our small businesses and um, information to the public about um, small business needs. Um, we offer at the Penn State SBDC and the SBDCs across the state and the country, um, no-cost confidential one-on-one consulting services to small businesses looking to start, grow, or prosper. We also offer training, information, resources, and referrals to other people to help their small businesses start or grow. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and get our show started. So I'm going to ask Lizzie to join me. Lizzie, would you like to join me? Hey. Hey, thank you for joining. How are you doing today? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited to have this chat with you. Um, I know that your journey into selling on Etsy has been um, has been really a fascinating one. And, and now you're doing a lot of um, teaching about selling on Etsy. So you're a great guest to um, speak to our small businesses about how to, to get going. So can you take us a little a moment before we begin and just kind of tell us about your journey? Yeah, if you're if y'all are ready for it. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. This is such a such a fun way to spend what is it? It's Wednesday, right? <laughs> Sometimes I lose track over here in this like uh, crazy life. Okay. So, um, it's been a wild ride. So, um, I graduated college with a, with a history degree <laughs> from the university of Illinois in Champaign, and I needed a culture shock. So I moved to Texas, um, where I got a job at a bank. Um, if anyone's heard of USAA, they serve the military and I was a mortgage processor for a number of years. It was awesome. Okay. So I think right out of college for me in that time, having that kind of experience, understanding what the corporate world was like learning really, we had, we had really solid customer service. That's what USA is known for. So I learned how to take care of people. Um, I learned about finances. I learned how to buy a house. I learned a lot. Um, and And then 2008, some people may remember that the market went crazy and the real estate market went crazy and the economy went crazy. And I was not here for that. I, I, um, it felt like my soul was being sucked out of my body (laughs) in the corporate world. And, you know, I think I was the kid who wanted to like have a lemonade stand and like make money or like go door to door selling stuff rather than like play kickball. So this, this is like hardwired. So I needed to pivot or get admitted to a mental institution. (laughs) And so um, I actually, I went from that corporate job, I was self-taught and went into social media marketing. Um, I got to work on some really cool projects. I got to work on a movie, doing all of their marketing. I got to work with authors, launching books and like helping to create their campaigns. I did a lot of training for, you know, like small businesses, like medical practices and um, like insurance practices and um, a dance studio, a horse trainer, just like how they could use social media, you know, to grow their business. And, you know, that business really grew. It got very intense. Um, So I was on the phone a lot. I was working long hours, you know, especially in that industry, you have to, um, you have to be ready to like, you have to really be on your toes. So I could, I could have two weeks worth of content created. I could have spent days and then get a phone call and need to like change it all within two hours. It was, it was a lot. So it was great. And it worked out great until I found out I was pregnant with my first child. And I knew I wanted to be, you know, the world had changed, right? Like when I was a kid, my mom worked and we had like a nanny. 
I knew I wanted to be at home and I knew that our culture could, could, you know, facilitate that. So, um, but I was going to have to make some changes because the kind of phone calls I was going to be on with like a crying baby, it was not, it wasn't going to work. Um, and then I'm thinking of like a toddler, like throwing a Nerf football while I'm trying to, I wasn't going to work. So, um, so as my pregnancy progressed, I started thinking about how do I use my skills? I know social media now, I, I started letting go some of my clients, making the change. And I'm thinking, what can I do and be home with my children? And it's not going to be, I'm not going to be shh all the time. And I'm not going to be, I can't step away. I wanted to be really present. I wanted the best of both worlds. And so I started a blog first and, um, I grew a social media following at Lizzie Smiley on Facebook. And I was posting at one point about some DIY signs that my husband and I made for the nursery. And people were like, and you know, here's the thing, Elizabeth, they were ugly. I don't even know why people like them. I mean, <laughs> thank goodness for the farmhouse craze. They were really rustic. They're cute though. I don't know. We're DIY people, but people love them. Like, where can we buy them? And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> and so, um, I started selling some signs from my blog just because people were asking for them. So it was like, okay. And the interest was enough where I said, there's something to this. And so I started investigating how to really build e-commerce on my site. It was very hard, even with an engaged audience. And so then I was like, well, I'm just going to try Etsy. I'm just going to, I'm just going to try. Let's see what happens. And so I put the signs up on Etsy and it takes some time, but not much. And they start going. And then I, I start learning. I like really, I'm like, okay, we're on to something here. Nobody cares that my kid is screaming while I'm painting their sign. This is ideal. Um, so it took about, I would say like six months to a year for me to kind of figure out Etsy and like figure out how to tweak my products, my pricing, my shop, my marketing. And, um, within, let's see, so that my baby was born in 2015. She's not a baby anymore. And by 2017, I had a full-time Etsy shop. And I have maintained that since then. I don't work as hard as I used to between help and just leverage and things like that. Um, and then 2020 hit. And interestingly, Etsy exploded. So we all were wondering, right? We're braced. We're like, okay, everyone's losing their jobs. People don't know. They can't work. And it's like, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Etsy has a great little, uh, it has an app, you know? And so it cha-chings every time you get a sale. It's very good for my ego. And, um, <laughs> and so it was just ching, ching, and it went crazy. Um, and then we started seeing, so like things kind of, that was just people were at home in quarantine. Right. So things kind of even out a little bit. And all of a sudden I'm in all these forums, right. Etsy forums of sellers and people, and there is just this flood of sellers coming to the scene because people are at home and they're like, Hey, I need to make money. B I might lose my job. C I'm bored. Um, it, it was so fascinating to watch this this rush of people. Um, and sort of as a bit of an OG on Etsy now, I've been there for a bit, um, watching the, 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 it was kind of affecting the culture a little bit, watching kind of the attitude of these new sellers. And I was, I got excited because I have this background of training from social media and even, even before that. And, and so that was exciting, but then I was seeing some real opportunity to protect the Etsy culture to maybe give my hands up my hands. I paint all day long. So give my hands a break. I could maybe do some consulting instead of, you know, for some of my hours a day and really help people. So this year, um, I launched a, a whole new website, howtosellyourstuff.com. And it has free resources. I launched a podcast, which has been so fun and some, and some courses and consulting so that these new Etsy sellers, we can kind of reach out and, and help them figure it out because 
it did take me some time and I already had a bit of a marketing background. So I'm thinking the new person who's never worked for themselves before is really just like super creative and doesn't have those skills. I really wanted to fill that need. So Elizabeth, that was long-winded, but that is the story. And you know, there are twists and turns and here's and there's and yeah. here we are. Yeah. No, I think that's, it really speaks to a lot of people specifically during the pandemic. I mean, we see, we're seeing this great resignation right now where people are leaving their jobs to pursue their passions or in, in, I think that you're going to do a great job today, kind of demystifying some of the, um, some of the barriers to entry to selling your stuff on Etsy. So um, thank you for giving us the, um, the pathway of how you got to where you are now. Um, but let's start with uh, just a simple question. How is Etsy different than other platforms? I mean, there's so many places you could sell your goods. Like you said, you started selling on your website, right? So how does Etsy differ a little bit as far as when you were speaking of all the different types of um, platforms to sell on? You know, that's a really great question. And we get it a lot because when you're in the, in the main space of just business, some people can be kind of wary of Etsy. And I think, I think that there's a balanced answer to that. So Etsy, first and foremost, it's a search engine, right? So it works like a Google or a Pinterest. What's really great about Etsy is that you've already got this marketplace of the perfect handmade customer right there. So if you're making a, a handmade product, I don't have to go find them. I don't have to figure it out. I just have to get pictures that work in the feed and figure out what the words would be that my customer would use to describe it. Um, so it's, it's very, very helpful because you don't have to have a whole lot of marketing experience. Um, I would say for people who are maybe thinking, you know, do I want to start my own, own website or do I want to like do a Shopify store or do Etsy? I think it's best to start with Etsy personally, um, because it has everything there for you. The, the audience is there for you. The customers are there for you. It's literally going to walk you through like how to set up a listing. So if you're going to just go create in your site, you're not even thinking about necessarily like, well, what are, you know, what do I need to put down for materials? Like, are people going to ask about that? Are people going to ask about, um, you know, what the size or the dimensions are? You might leave some things out, whereas Etsy is going to prompt you to make sure you have all the information that your customer, your potential shopper could possibly want. So on the other hand, though, you are putting all your eggs kind of in one basket. With Etsy, you know, um, we've seen in this past year, and, and this has happened to a lot of new Etsy sellers, they get shut down really easily because they're not totally aware of like what copyright violation might be, or they're not totally understanding what those terms of service say. And they're not doing anything really heinous, but we are living in a world where when you play in someone else's playground, whether it's social media, you know, there's people who aren't necessarily doing something super offensive, but are getting shut down on social media. And if that's where everything you have is, that's where that's your only way to make money, you're in trouble. So I think Etsy is a great place to start. I think it's going to teach you a lot. I think that as it becomes a more and more important income for you, you do need to diversify. Okay. Can I answer that? Um, I mean, please extrapolate out anything else you want from that. Yeah, that's that. great. Um, so I'm, I'm, my next question is going to be kind of around um, how long it starts, how long it actually takes to actually create an Etsy store. Um, there's actually, I'm not a creative person because we, we could pretend I was, but there's actually a woman in the community named Elizabeth Hay, who people confuse me for, and she actually owns an art store. Um, and so it's, it's, it's often, um, kind of entertaining that people think I'm creative, but let's pretend I'm creative and I can make something handmade. How long would it take me to actually get an Etsy store up and running? The actual, just setting up the shop is pretty quick. Um, you know, you're going to spend a little bit of time preparing your product, right? You're going to have some made, you're going to take some great pictures. You're going to do some research to figure out what your keywords need to be. You know, your, your, the title of your listing 
needs to be something that you're, the, the only way someone's going to find you is if it's the words they would search for. Um, but the actual setting up of the shop, you know, you might create a banner, you know, in a, in an app like Canva, but I mean, you can get a shop up in about an hour. It's not too much. It's more of the time that it takes to get, get into the algorithm, to get into the Etsy algorithm where people are seeing your, you know, if you're depending just on the marketplace website and you're not promoting it somewhere else, getting into that algorithm um, is going to be the, the trickier, longer piece. And there's no definitive timeline. It's going to totally depend on your skill and your ability to learn how to work that machine. And it's going to change seasonally and it's going to change by product. Okay. Now you say algorithm and that sounds a lot like SEO. So do the keywords work very similarly to maybe um, figuring out the best keywords for your, your website? How do you find keywords for, um, for your shop on Etsy? Totally. So um, there's a bunch of different ways to do that. And that's literally like a course in and of itself. That's something that you're going to really need to dive into, but just to give you an idea upfront, um, any, any search engine that you go to, if you start to type something, it's going to autofill. It's, it's going to autofill and it's going to give you a list of ideas of similar phrases that people are searching. If no one's searching for it, it's not going to autofill it or suggest anything. So that's one way. And then another way is you can go look at who are some of the top players in your niche. Your niche is just basically the encompassing um, the, the encompassing group of your type of product. So your niche may be college students or your niche may be college student t-shirts, or your niche may be, you know, farm, farmhouse signs, or your niche may be um, polymer jewelry. That's going to be something you want to get as narrow as you can. And then you want to look at what are people who are doing really well in that industry doing? You don't want to copy them because that's going to not, it's not going to serve either one of you, but you want to use it as inspiration to see, okay, this is what my ideal customer is looking for. And these are the words that they are using to find it. Okay. That's like cool um, right there. Like y'all rewind that later and listen, because I just gave you some big stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, without knowing too much about Etsy, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have assumed that it was so um, search engine driven. So that's, a, I think that's a great tip for our small businesses that it, it needs to be worked much like you would build a website and build, look for SEO um, information. Um, a million percent. And it kind of has its own SEO too. It's going to be a little bit different. So if you do all your research on Google and Pinterest, that might help, but you need to do it on Etsy. Okay. Yeah. That's like my specialty. That's like my secret sauce that I love to, you know, to teach. About. Yeah. 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 That's a great tip. Um, okay. So backing up a little bit, and I just told you I'm not creative at all, but I, what can you sell on Etsy? Because maybe I am creative and I just didn't realize there's beyond just handmade products. There's other types of products you can sell on Etsy, correct? It runs the gamut. I mean, really the key about Etsy is it should be handmade. So you don't want to just like go to Target, buy some coffee mugs and then sell them on Etsy. Um, you need to be careful about some of those rules and you would need to look for your inner product. But I mean, everything from, if, if you do take something that's existing and you add something to it, um, that can be, that can qualify as handmade. Um, you know, so there are people who are doing pottery, jewelry, t-shirts, Digital. So if you have no creative skills whatsoever, but maybe you've got some graphic design skills, you could sell things like coloring pages, which adults and children love. You could sell, you know, like little worksheets for pre-K kids or, or you know, math problem downloads or, um, I mean, oh, like if you go to a baby shower, you know, they'll have like, little, this is the gift table and this is the, this is the little drink table and they'll have a little sign. You could create those printable signs, something digital if you didn't want to do something something um, physical, but here's the key. 
go to the first page of Etsy, go to Etsy.com. If you have been on there before, log out because it's going, or go to a different browser or device because it's going to remember it's super smart. It's going to remember everything you've ever searched before. Go and just look at it like a naked eye and see what it's saying. It's going to tell you what's trending. It's going to tell you what people are buying right now. Um, you just have to remember the trick of like logging out or else it's going to feed you what it knows you've looked at before. Okay. That's a great tip. That's how you um, pick your product if you have no idea what to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so is Etsy the answer to maybe um, this, this great resignation, you know, leaving your career and starting this new business? We see a lot of businesses coming to the SBDC right now, and, and it's people who are exploring um, starting businesses out of their um, out of their hobbies and that kind of thing. So would you recommend like just taking a deep dive and jumping right into it and leaving your job for Etsy? Probably not. Um, <laughs> I actually, I actually wouldn't recommend that you do anything that way. Um, for the most part, unless you have sold before and you know exactly what you're doing, unless you have a family fortune you can fall back on, or you have a spouse that's got the income. This is the kind of thing, any small business, I, I've done a lot of different small business. Um, I have several websites. I have, I have had several businesses, nothing, nothing goes super fast. Now, sometimes Etsy can, that's one of the nice things about the marketplace. I mean, assuming you don't get shut down accidentally at some point, you know, that's the thing you're really taking a risk. I think that it's best to start these things part-time. If you have an urgent, desperate need in your family, you need to do something that you can't like, you need to do some like babysitting. You need to drive for Uber Eats or something like that. Some kind of delivery service. Go to something like that where you can still be autonomous, but you can get consistent income. This needs to be a lower stress, slower approach. And, and here's the thing. In small business, most people really overestimate what they can do in six months, three, six months a year. They really overestimate. They assume they can do a lot more than they usually can in that amount of time. But they underestimate what they could do in like one, two, three years. So they're sitting there and they, they don't have the results they want in the first three to six months and they're mad about it and they quit. Whereas if they just did some consistent work, they just like, I mean, a couple hours a week, every single week consistently for a year, two years, three years, you could build it up to a full-time income. You could build it up to, I mean, some families would be totally rocked in a great way. Their life would be changed with an extra $500 a month. You could do that in six months to a year on Etsy. But to replace a $50,000, $70,000, $100,000 income, that's going to take a lot more time, um, unless you already know what you're doing. So uh, does that kind of cover that for you? I mean, Absolutely. again, I think, yeah, no, no, no. I think that's a great tip. I, I definitely think that we see, um, you know, people that, that overestimating what they can do in three, six months. And I think we've talked to a lot of um, professors on the Penn State campus that are professors of marketing. And it's, it's that key, key idea of consistency over a longer period of time has the bigger results. And I think that's, that's a huge takeaway for that, for sure. So. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Perfecting Pinterest e-course by Sophia Lee. Okay, so I'm particularly excited about today's sponsor because if you use this resource correctly, you could completely blow up your Etsy shop with sales. No joke. If there was ever a game changer for Etsy success, it is Pinterest and learning how to master it. Before I tell you more, you need to know I have quite literally spent over $1,000 on Pinterest courses over the years several thousand on blogging courses. And I learned a ton. Most of them were valuable. I don't have a whole bunch of regrets. 
But earlier this year, I was introduced to the blogger Sophia Lee, who started her blog in college and has killed the game. Four years later now, she's earning 70000 plus per month, per month from her blog. I was intrigued. <laughs> so I bought her blogging e-course and her Pinterest e-course because A, I was curious about her strategy since her blog is so lucrative. And B, I could not believe how reasonable the price was. Like, wow, compared to what I have spent before, it was an absolute steal. I also have a blog in addition to my Etsy shop. And so I learned early on that Pinterest is the most powerful way to get readers to your blog. And it's one of the best free ways to drive traffic to your Etsy shop. So the reason I'm partnered with Sophia Lee today is because I went through her Pinterest course and it was outstanding outstanding. I'm not kidding. Outstanding. It was packed with so much value. I would recommend it to my best friend. I already recommended it to my mom who took it and loved it. And I have zero reservations recommending it to you either. So if you have not tried promoting your Etsy listings on Pinterest, which is some of the best free traffic you can get, or you still need to learn how to build strategy for Pinterest, I cannot recommend perfecting Pinterest enough. Sophia Lee built her Pinterest course to teach bloggers how to promote their posts, but what you'll learn directly applies to your Etsy listings too. In all the places where she is linking a blog post, you'll do the same with your Etsy listings. I feel confident you'll get a ton of value out of it. You can grab my link down in the show notes and check out the course info today. It's immediately available to you, and I am so excited to see what a difference it makes. All right. So one of the things that draws me towards Etsy is this culture of customer service that, you know, you get something Ugh. from Etsy and it comes with a handwritten note or it's packaged really beautifully. And you can tell it came from a small business owner who just loves what they do. Um, is that kind of um, embedded in the Etsy culture from the seller standpoint behind the scenes? I'm so glad. I'm so glad we're talking about this. I, I absolutely love the customer service subject and people think it's so not sexy. And I'm just like, no, 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 back up <laughs> because this is like the backbone of business today. You know, some of us, we still love Amazon because we like the convenience. We like the flexibility. We like that. It's going to get, we like the fastness, but there's also this part of our culture that's getting back to homegrown food, farm to table, something that took time, like something that took effort that those extra touches, you know, we're really drawn to that. And that is what Etsy is like A to Z. That's like how it started. It was a bunch of creative people who finally found an outlet where they could in this century make real money for being creative makers. And you do get these unbelievably special packages. Um, what people don't understand when they think that customer service is boring is that in this kind of, unless you are an Amazon and you're just cranking fast there, you're a Walmart, you're an Amazon, people come to you for fast, quick, cheap. That's one segment of our economy, but this segment, this, this people come to Etsy because they want something that someone took time on, something that's going to like really jump out in their home and have extra meaning. And, and those people care about customer service. They care that you care. They care that you've put time and effort into it. And it translates into sales. Like if I just acted like a, I always talk about, you know, do you want your shop to feel like a boutique? Or do you want your, your shop to feel like a big box store? Because my guess is your pricing is not big box store pricing because of what it took to make it, believe me, like what it takes to make handmade. 
you have to give them that experience. And if you do, if, and it's like, and you know what, Elizabeth, this was such a thing for me in the beginning. I was like, so intimidated by it. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't give away the farm. I can't put like an extra present in every single box. I can't pay a fortune for all these things. Honestly, they care that your product is beautiful and, and thoughtfully made. Uh, they care about the packaging. It doesn't have to be crazy. I literally use, um, brown uh craft paper so it has this kind of old tiny feel that my sign is wrapped in with a little bit of twine it doesn't have to be anything crazy i send a i send a note i send a thank you note i um i make sure and i acknowledge people in dms like just because they gave me an order i want them to connect with me personally and what it translates into is tons of repeat sales they tell their friends about me and they give me amazing reviews which bumps me up in the algorithm and so that's the key, like love your customers. It is literally, it is actually the sexiest part of business because it blesses the community, it blesses the customer and it blesses you in the long run. So I love the subject. Um, I, that was something else I was gonna add. I don't know, you might draw it out of me. Yeah. Um, well, I can certainly see that. I went through and read some of your reviews, um, not aww. all of them, <laughs> but I can certainly see that in your reviews. Um, itself, just the way you interact with your customers. It's certainly, um, certainly a key um, pillar of your business. Uh, I do a lot of research on um, the psychology of sales and you may have heard this before, but you know, when you go to Olive Garden and you get that little mint with your, um, when you get your check and you get that little mint at the end, um, you know, there's some research being done that, that you're just giving the act of giving that mint will uh, drive the customers to tip 17% higher than they would have without the mint. And it's just those little touches that pe make people feel like they're seen and they add value. So I think certainly the, the customer service it, beyond just, you know, knowing intuitively that it works. It, I mean, we can prove it with data that it works as well. So um, Etsy has done a great job in um, making that a culture with its sellers. But then I think that the sellers it. just love it too. Yeah, so, that was the thing that you, I knew you would, I knew you'd get to me. <laughs> I knew you'd get to it in my head. Yeah, I think what's really important to me and the reason that I love helping other sellers is that Etsy is a community, okay? It's not just like, it's not just a big box store. Like I said, it's this group of people, it's a group of creators and we can support each other. There doesn't have to be this like scarcity mentality of like, this is, you know, there, this is too flooded. There's not enough room at the table. Like, there totally is. And honestly, if I take great care of my customers, they're going to trust the platform Etsy more and they're going to come shop at your shop. And if you take great care of your customers, they're going to have a great experience and they're going to come shop at my shop. And so rather than thinking, and this was like how Etsy started, and this is what I want to protect so fiercely, like we're in this together. It's not like I've got to cut throat, get this from you. It's like, no, 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 no. If I do this well, you win. If you do this well, I win. And so I really want to hand tools to those new folks and, and show them how to be a part of that. So it can just be a, like a win-win game. Absolutely. I think that's great. And I, I do see that culture a little bit being um, shared, you know, other sellers sharing um, other um, sellers sites and stuff. I think there, you know, there, there's a little bit of that going on that I can tell just from the surface totally. level. If I can't yeah. do something, I literally recommend my competitor. I'm like, dude, check. I can't do that, but check out this shop. She's awesome. It's like the same stuff as me, but if they can do, you know, it's like, there's no, there's not any scarcity. Yeah. Nice. Um, you mentioned not putting all your eggs in one basket, and I think this is a great tip. And you talked a little bit about starting at Etsy, um, but you also have some great tips on how to um, take your customers from Etsy and move them to other platforms um, because uh, the customers on Etsy are Etsy's customers. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's such a good point. And so this like really, this is more of an advanced um, 
uh, skill that I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of tap on a little bit because it's a great question. So when you talk about you know when or if you should have a separate shop, um, I recommend starting on Etsy and then using Etsy to kind of migrate people. So this is what the biggest Etsy sellers do. They ultimately, you know, they're sending in their thank you note, like next time you shop, come over to our website, you'll get this discount or whatever. And they use Etsy to connect with the, the perfect buyer, build a relationship, and then actually migrate them off so that they, they can have both shops running. A lot of them ultimately end up just having their shop because they get so big where they don't need to keep paying Etsy the marketplace fee, you know, on every purchase, they can just get enough through their own shop. That does take time, trust, a ton of work. But I think that's really what the true entrepreneur would do, um, who is wanting to make this a full-time, long-term project, is use Etsy as a way to move people over, build their own email list, because that's where the money is. You have to build your own email list. Otherwise, you know, Etsy owns those emails. I can't just go personally email. That's like not cool. It's one thing that's about the order that's in process, but six months down the line, that's kind of frowned upon, you know, for me to be mailing or emailing someone that is Etsy's customer. Okay. Interesting. Um, I have just a couple more questions and I want to remind the audience, if you're listening and you're following us on Facebook, um, go ahead and drop any comments, uh, questions that you have into the chat. Um, We will be happy to address those. Um, But we're also going to link some information about um, Lizzie's shop and and Lizzie's um, website, and you can follow her and and check out her programs. Um, But I wanted to kind of go back to just that first time Etsy shop opener and ask you, um, you know, what are some top tips for opening a shop? Do you have a couple takeaways like do this, this and this um, if we're starting an Etsy shop? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, this is this is a happy place for me. So I think the, the first thing that you need to do is you need to pick your product, obviously. And like we touched on before, if you have no idea what to do, I, I really encourage you to go find out what's already selling. Go to Etsy.com, go look at that front page and find out what's trending. Because here's a stake that people make. They just get excited because they're a creative person and they're like, I have this thing. I could make a hundred of them. I could sell it. And if it's not something people are already buying, you're not going to be able to sell it on a marketplace unless you are famous and you already have, or you already have a huge following and those people are just going to buy it because you said it was cool. You're not going to sell something that's kind of random. And I I don't want to dog on anyone's creativity. I love it. Like I live for it. Right. Um, I'm just saying, if you really want to make money, part-time or full-time income, you need to pay attention to what the trends are and what's actually selling. And you can do that by just going to the homepage of Etsy and seeing. They're very transparent about here is what's trending. It's not on the, on the front page, but you put it in the search and it shows up in the dropdown as like an autofill, it's selling. And you can go do, you know, take a look at that. Um, the second thing is you need to do your homework, do your research and find out how to market that product. You have to learn what those search terms are, SEO, search engine optimization, or keywords. What are the words that your perfect customer is going to use to describe your product? And it, it might be different from yours, um, from what you would say. It for, it for sure was for me. I, that was part of my slow going was I didn't, this is the big, biggest mistake. People don't know what the keywords are. And then the third thing you really need to do is you're going to need to, and it, honestly, this might be the first one because this is a mindset thing. You have to adopt this mentality that everything is figure outable. Okay, there's this book by that time. That, that is a phrase coined by Marie Forleo, who's one of my favorite entrepreneurs. She, I've learned so much from her. She's a hoot. She's from like New York, New York, Jersey. I don't, she got the most amazing accent. And if you get the audio version of this book, just you're welcome right now for that suggestion. You're super, <laughs> you'll be super entertained. She talks about this concept that everything is figure outable. And if you are going to be in small business in 
any way, shape or form, you have to, you have to have be in it for a lo- the long game. Any kind of get rich quick attitude, starting an Etsy shop or anything else is it's a recipe for disappointment. So you have to just get in there and be like, I don't know right now, but I can figure it out. Everything is figure outable. And if you do those three things, you're going to be off to a pretty good start. Um, there's lots of free resources on the internet. You can go to YouTube, you can go to podcasts, you can go to my website and start learning. Um, I really recommend don't try to do this on your own. You're going to go a heck of a lot faster. If you learn from some of us who run the ropes, we're very generous in, in wanting to share. So those would be like, that's like where I would start, like from the very get go. I love that. And you had mentioned that book to me. So we have it queued up to drop into the um, chat on Facebook. We're going to drop that book out and um, the audio version sounds like a good, good bet. So you can oh, find that. I mean, you're, it's a win. It's a winner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I have one last question and I'm sure this is a, a topic for any creative um, that they're starting to think about. Um, what's up with Etsy on the holidays? Is it complete chaos? Is it a lot of work? Should someone wait until after the holidays? Describe the holiday shop on Etsy. Yeah. I mean, for sure, for most businesses, mine included, the holidays are the craziest time of year. And for the, and the summer is the slowest, but that can, you know, that varies. Like sometimes people are doing, they like their bread and butter is like graduation t-shirts. And so that's a different time of year, but on average for people buying either like Christmas decor and decorations or gifts. Yes. And, and what's been, you know, it's going to be a little different shop to shop, but here's my experience is that summer is very slow it picks up the tiniest bit in August. Not really. September is bang. Like I get a lot of orders in September. October is, is pretty slow. I think everyone's spending their money on Halloween stuff. So like now, if you were going to do Halloween, you needed to start in May. So you like everything, anytime you do marketing, you've got to start about three months ahead of the holiday. So like even, and even Christmas is even bigger. You might even want to start, you know, July, August so that you're your stuff starts getting into the algorithm, into the, into the thing, but you could still, you could get on right now for things for Christmas gifts. And if you have great photos and you know, your keywords and you've got some great gifts, you could get in. There have been some shops who in one, three, six months go full-time income. I don't want to make that sound like the, the norm, but if you know what you're doing, you get some good training, you could do it. Um, I do think Christmas, you know, so, so just, uh, no, so October slower, November is insane. And so is December. So, I've been in the game long enough where I just, uh, that's not, that's not fun for me. So, um, I, I'm good to hit it hard in September. I'm good. I'm happy with the lull in October and I'll go through November. And then I put my shop on vacation mode. So that's the great thing. You can, you know, list only what you have in stock and then sell out and be done. You don't have to wait till, till January. In fact, for most shops, January is slow for home decor. January is huge. Um, but, but you could, you could start now and just list what you've already got or be prepared, you know, set a little bit longer turnaround time. But what I will say is you don't want to deal with holiday shipping this year. You want to have, you want to have so much time to get any kind of package out because everything is slower. They're expecting delays this year. Um, even when I want to work it hard, I turn my shop off. Usually December 10th is like my deadline date. And then I crank out the orders that I have and I want them all shipped by like the 17th. So you don't have to do it that way. There's plenty of shops that, you know, will, um, just go right through and stay open and they want to leverage all the sales that they can. I think if you choose to do that, you need to be like a customer service queen, like ninja. Okay. You need to be your shop banner needs to say exactly what the turnaround time is. You need to DM them when they put their order and be like, Hey, this is going to be late or this may be late, or you need to be super, super, super transparent because what you don't want 
oh my gosh, this was like in the forums last year. It was so stressful. It wasn't stressful for me. I was sitting there with my coffee lid, like, oh, suckers. Um, but like people being so mad because their thing is, is lost. And the postal service, do you guys remember? It was chaos and you couldn't track anything. And there things were lost for weeks. I'm just like, I, I don't need any more gray hair. Um, so you can do that. Just be like super transparent with your customers about turnaround time. Yeah, that's a great tip. I, I know that um, my family lives in Canada, so we have to ship gifts out to Canada in November and um, they still get there after Christmas. And I can't imagine being a shop owner and having to deal with um, shipping and, and all of those things. So I only tip. sell in the U.S. for that reason. It's too much. Yeah, absolutely. And in vacation mode. So that doesn't do anything to your store. If you put it in vacation mode, it doesn't like demote you or anything like that. It's just kind of turning it off. No, I mean, you do need to be prepared that it's going to take you a few weeks to get back in the algorithm. Um, I won't uh, take up too much time with this, but like, for example, during the pandemic, we went on, we like went on a trip for four months because my family has a second home. And so my vacation, we weren't supposed to be gone that long. We were only going to be gone six weeks. It's, you'll hear the whole story. It's on my podcast. I think episode three, if you want to hear this entire story, you'll be highly entertained of the drama, but I ended up, my shop was on vacation for four months and I was like, oh my God. Like I have tested this out, Elizabeth, because I do it every year for like two weeks at Christmas or three weeks. And then this was mm-hmm. chaos. It does take time to get back in. So you just need to know how to get back into the algorithm. Um, it's not going to completely end you forever, but it does take two, three, four weeks to get back to your normal capacity, which if you're not in a busy season can be hard on your income. Okay. So, but it's not right. bad. Like we have to live life. I love that they have that feature, you know, like it's a really right. great feature. I use it. I'm not like, I refuse to be scared of it, but it will affect you, but it won't, it won't sink you. Everyone's like, never do that. I'm like, oh no, do it. It's good for your sanity. Okay. Great tip. And I think that um, a great takeaway from today is understanding the, the algorithm and, and doing your research and getting that training to really um, master um, the, the Etsy code for sure. Um, yeah. I am going to ask you a few concluding questions. We call these the rapid fire questions. They are just um, a fun way to get to know the speaker a little bit more. Um, but the first one I want to ask you is if the audience had one key takeaway from today's session, what would you want it to be? Yeah. Okay. So I, I love that because it just gives me a chance to, to restate. It's this concept that everything is figure outable. If you're going to take away one thing today, it doesn't matter what business you're going to go into. It doesn't matter what you're doing in life. You have got to have this patience. you got to have this curious mentality where you're not like super stressed and amped, which is why I say, don't use this to solve a critical financial problem. You need to be like very open-minded and curious about allowing this process and figuring out what tweaks you need to make. Because even if you launch your business perfectly and you sell a ton of stuff, I promise you, if you have no hitches in six months to a year, trends are going to change and you're going to have to learn how to pivot. So you need to start out of the gates with this mentality. Everything is figure outable. If I don't know the answer now, I can figure it out. I think that's great. I think that you hit it on the spot. We consult with so many small businesses that um, want to see traction right away. And it's it's nearly impossible to, to get that um, traction. So um, without consistency and then um, without that grit you're talking about, that figure outableness, I think that now is two new words that have been created. Um, but, um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you. I think that's a great takeaway. Um, my next question, we ask this every week, every week that we do quick connect, um, who's your favorite entrepreneur and why? Okay. This is so fun because, um, so it's Jennifer Allwood. I don't know if you guys know her, but if you're going to start an Etsy shop, you should. Jennifer Allwood is a trainer for creative business. So she's very specifically 
like coaching and, um, and training. And she has an inner circle for creative business, specifically for women. And, um, she has, so I'm a Christian and she has a faith element, which I love. We really connect with her on that. And I, and, uh, years ago I was able to work with her personally. I got to do some one-on-one coaching with her before she exploded into the giant that she is now. She's incredible. She's just like the real deal. She tells it like it is. She has a podcast and free stuff and all the stuff on her website, but Jennifer Allwood, I think for the creative space, she's amazing. Nice. Nice. Um, I think that's a great tip specifically on this talk, you know, when we're looking for um, creatives to follow, um, which leads me to my next question. And we talked about the Etsy, the culture of Etsy and customer service. And I'm sure we've all had those experiences um, where we interacted with a small business and um, it was just really special. Um, so what about you? Do you have your uh, favorite small business experience? Yeah. So like a couple, a couple come to mind. Like I've got one that's like a local like shop, but I've also got one that's in the, in the more like shipping drop shipping space, which I think is more applicable to what we're talking about with Etsy. I think it'll be more helpful. So um, the Magnolia market, which is probably not a small business anymore, but it sure was, it was smaller when this happened. So that's shipping Joanna Gaines. Um, and when you order from their website, uh, magnoliamarket.com, you get your product and it's like lovely in a box that's branded and beautiful. And they put in this like beautiful thank you card, which I, I use this as I can even see this as inspiration <laughs> for my own. Like I, I ended up doing something kind of like this for my Etsy shop. I have like a picture on the front with thank you. And then like a nice note on the back. And then they send, you're going to see that this is well loved. They sent me um, a, a magnolia leaf and they sent this pencil that says, tell your story. You oh, can see it's well loved. It is like becoming a nub. I'm like, <laughs> can you send me more? You know, I felt so seen by that somehow. I know it's like a bigger company and it wasn't like a handwritten note, but there was something so warm about it. And like this, they don't know me from Adam, but I felt invited to tell my story by it. I just felt really invited and welcome and cared for. I really like that. And and that goes to them really knowing their target customer well and what would speak to them and spending, you know, sending along um, gifts that speak to their, their target customer. I love that pencil. I thought it was a golf pencil, but I don't think it was. So it is. It really- was not. <laughs> we used to be a lot longer. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, Lizzie, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a great honor to speak with you and you have so many, you have a wealth of knowledge for um, small businesses and specifically those looking to get started on Etsy. We've shared your information in the chat. I'd like to encourage people to follow you, listen to your podcast, check out your website. Um, it's been really great to, to chat with you. Um, and so um, thank you again. Thank you so much. I, I'm honestly like a little awestruck and honored to be to be with you and to serve your, your people. And I hope it's been helpful. I, I welcome questions or whatever your folks need. Okay. Well, absolutely. Thank you so much, Lizzie. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.